everybody, and welcome to the Big CF, also known as Pot on You Loons. Pot on You Loons, welcome to our Club Day football. We don't have a game tonight. Yeah, what should we, we should be watching the game right now, Sam. Come yeah, on. it'd be on in, yeah, at 6.55 as we speak. The game would be on any minute now. I would probably have some form of a rant about how YouTube TV doesn't carry Fox Sports <laughs> North anymore. Uh, which I have you, fig- have you figured out a solution yet, Sam? Are you yeah. stealing anyone's cable? Yes, I'm going to use my parents' account. <laughs> Sorry, borrowing. You're just you're just borrowing their their login info. Yes, and <laughs> I I pay. I could list off all the different streaming services I pay for, right? And right. when I can't even watch Fox Sports North with the long list of things that I subscribe to. I'm just like, sorry, I'm done. I'm going to I'm going to be a rebel now. I, I can't I can't imagine how much money they should they must make off their cable deals that they're not just doing like a $5 app. Like I'm surprised that you can't just a la carte get Fox Sports North yet. I feel like it would be so successful, right? Like a lot of people, I know so many people Sam that are in the same issue as you. Like they want to cut their cords. They have the things that they stream, and one thing that they wish they could have is they wish they could watch the Twins, they wish they could watch the Loons or the Timberwolves, right? All those Fox Sports North things that you don't get unless you have cable. Like, it's part of the reason I have cable, so maybe I'm the sucker, right? But, like, yeah, someday, someday, Sam. Well, and now I'm pretty sure the only one of the, like, cord-cutting streaming services the only one left that has Fox Sports North is Hulu, or sorry, Hulu Plus Live TV or whatever they call it. But I have the Disney Plus Hulu ESPN Plus bundle, and you're not allowed to add on Hulu TV to that bundle. <laughs> so I would have to end my bundle, resubscribe to all those separately. Cece and- would no longer have all the, the Disney princesses to look up to. You'd right. lose that. You can't lose that. You got to right. go watch Moana or Frozen, Frozen 2, whatever. Or like, the... What we do is a lot of the Pixar shorts, right? Because ah. our attention span isn't that great yet. So like the Pixar shorts, like, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. Those are perfect. But anyway, let, let's get moving because you have a Viking game that you, for some reason, want to watch. Maybe I'm trying to pro, like, maybe, you know, I'm trying to stretch this out so that I don't have to watch my team lose. Uh, but. <laughs> But it'll happen no matter what, right? All right, let's get on with the show, Sam. The Big CF. Actually, before we get to the Big CF, we do have a forward Madison update. They played earlier today against Union Omaha at home in Wauwatosa, and it was a 0-0 draw. I watched the first half while I did some chores. Nothing much more there. Other than the season is wrapping up this month, and forward Madison has only four games remaining, and they have to finish in the top two, they're only having a two-team playoff this year. So they got to get back up to that top two. Doesn't look like it's going to happen for them. I wish them the best. But let's move on, man. The big CF. Young Gregush, starting off our Club Day football. Now, I want to apologize a little bit. In the last episode, I was under the impression that Young Gregush was heading into international duty to participate in the UEFA Nations League. And I was like, the UEFA Nations League, those are basically just glorified friendlies. That's not that big of a deal. 
But Slovakia was one of the teams that actually had a UEFA Euro like playoff game to make the tournament, to make the UEFA Euros. They're going to be held in 2021. And not only did Jan Gregish make an appearance in that game, but he scored, that game went into penalty kicks and he scored the winning PK. So that was fun. That was fun to watch. Watch that replay. After I think we said, like, is he even going to get in? Is he even going to get in this game? Come on. He's going to fly out there to just, you know, hang out with his buddies and, you know, watch a game or two. But here he is. Here he is coming up clutch for, for Slovakia. For a PK, that was a banger. Mm hmm. It was beautiful. So, Jan, I apologize, man. I totally understand wanting to go help your country make the UEFA Euros and best of luck in your next game. I forget which team they're playing now, but they have to win one more game and then they're in the tournament. So best of luck, Jan. Fortunately for the Loons, Robin Lud and Kevin Molino are both staying. Finland uh, had, in the case of Robin Lud, Finland had already qualified for the UEFA Euros. And in the case of Kevin Molino, you guys might want to look this up. Kevin Molino will not be on international duty with Trinidad and Tobago because FIFA is not allowing Trinidad and Tobago to play in any FIFA competitions during this international window due to financial turmoil that the Trinidad and Tobago Federation is facing. So sorry to hear that for the sake of Kevin Molino, who we're big fans of. Sorry to see that he will not be, well, we're happy that he's staying selfishly, right? But sorry to hear (laughs) that his federation is going through that. Hopefully they get things wrapped up because shoot, it was, we got to watch them play yeah, in the fun. Gold Cup, and that was a lot of fun. We were we were sitting right next to the fans from the opposing team. Right, wherever they were from, but they were having a blast. So I'm guessing I'm guessing they won? They won the game? I, I don't know. I, I think that the beverages may have had to do with why <laughs> people next to us were having so much fun. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, best of luck, just to wrap things up, best of luck to Jan Gregish. Thank you, Robin Lud, for staying. And Kevin Molino and Trinidad and Tobago, best wishes going forward for your federation. So what does this mean? I guess, like, who who do we see taking the lion's share then, right? Because I think Ozzy's coming back. We're we're Ozzy's on the horizon, right? Is it Hassani? Is Hassani going to be inserted in in Jan's spot and and get just a starting position until he's back? What do you think? Ja'Cory Hayes? Yeah, I mean, Hassani Dotson seems to be... Whenever there is someone that would normally start that's not starting, Hassani Dotson, in most cases, seems to be the guy. He's probably not playing left back. He's probably not playing striker. He's probably not playing goalkeeper. But anything else, Hassani Dotson probably gets the nod, probably gets the nod over over anyone else. Maybe there's some movement in the lineup to make room for Hassani, but Hassani Dotson's probably taking the field as you have seen over and over again this season, because shoot, he started in almost every single game this season because we've never had everyone healthy at the same time. (laughs) But the depth, Sam, the depth, right? (laughs) But yeah, you would, you would think then Ja'Cory Hayes would be next. Should let's say Hassani Dotson be needed somewhere else because Hassani Dotson can play right back. Hassani Dotson can play in the wings. Sonny Dotson gets moved all over the place. So it was nice as far as injuries go, though. The game against Nashville, which we're just going to skip over because that was already 
almost a week ago and it was zero zero and no one cares. I mean, nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get to watch it because of the stupid Fox Sports Nord not being on YouTube TV. It wasn't it wasn't anything special, Sam. You didn't miss much. We can uh, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good to see that Ethan Finlay was back in the lineup and it sounded like he did very well. With that said, we're still waiting on Michael Parra, Ozzy Alonso, Luis Amaria, who we know is possibly facing surgery, and Greg Ranjitsing. All right, next topic in the big CF, Justin. You ready for this one? <laughs> yeah, sure. Caden Clark. <laughs> Tell me about Caden Clark, Sam. Well, I want to hear all about him. The Twitter world was in a hizzy, remember? <laughs> I thought, it was, I thought it was New York Red Bulls Twitter, but then it, it ended up not being just them, right? Yeah. So like people that follow the U.S. national team, like and young prospects, they were in a hizzy too. So you didn't point this out. James didn't point this out. When I said hizzy, I meant to say tizzy. <laughs> I know. That's why, that's why we made fun of you for it. Yeah, but your that's mind what, went to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, because the hizzy for shizzle. Right. But I was trying to say tizzy. Yeah. So I know. But Twitter world was in a hizzy. That's what I'm going to say going forward. Twitter world was in a hizzy. And it was because Minnesota United held the rights to a 17-year-old top American prospect, Caden Clark. So Caden Clark had been playing with New York Red Bulls 2 in the USL Championship. And he had previously been with, actually, Barcelona, the Barcelona's, their academy in Arizona. A few weeks ago, New York Red Bulls decided that they wanted to promote them to their MLS squad. However, first they had to acquire Caden Clark's MLS rights from Minnesota United. Now, the only reason Minnesota United had the rights to Caden Clark was because he was from Minnesota. Because while he had played with the Thunder Academy in 2015, he had never played with Minnesota United. That was what caused everyone to be in a hizzy, right? Is that people are saying Minnesota United has no right to this player at all. He never played with the club. They didn't help develop him. Whatever. You're stunting the growth. This this young kid is ready to play. And we kind of decided, right, Justin, we were like, guys, you got to play by the... you. I mean, if and, your and, league and has how, stupid rules... Yeah. <laughs> you got to play by him, man. Right. Like what? also, also how much, how much, oh man, oh man, how dare they hold, hold up the New York Red Bulls for like two weeks? I don't know. I mean, was it longer? Like how long has this been like in the works? How long have they been trying to get this guy up to their major league club? Like I a mean, couple weeks? I went through Google pretty hard on this. I went through Twitter pretty hard on this. I think it was really like two weeks, but I don't know yeah. if there was behind the scenes stuff before but- then. But like, so why is it such a big deal? This just seems like, and like, I don't know, like in pro sports, what, what they gave up seven, 75,000 in gam, right? 75,000 in gam. Is that a lot of money in sports? I don't think so. I mean, it's a lot of money for me. I'd like 75 K, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's just something, right? Like, well, it's the Red Bull ownership group, right? Get, get some for it. You know, like this, this is one of the richest ownership groups in world soccer. They have teams all over the world, including RB Leipzig. And it sounds like Caden Clark is eventually in on the pathway to go to Leipzig. So no one even thinks he'll be in the MLS very long. They think that he's going to end up over in Germany. And 
75k for a player that's going to end up in germany right well and again it's a stupid rule but other teams benefit from this stupid rule we talked in the most recent episode that we had to pay portland for miguel abara's mls rights orlando just benefited from uh Orlando basically had this exact same situation happen with a player they had rights to because he was from the Orlando area, even though he played for Philadelphia Union too in the USL. Like, it's a stupid rule. The league should change it. But I'm going to say this, and this is probably the first time I've said it, not as a joke, but don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> also, also, just to let you know, I looked it up and we gave up to get Miguel Ibarra. We had to give up. Antonella, who was this goalkeeper that we took in the expansion draft, who ended up starting games in the MLS and being a big part of their team. So, like, I mean, we didn't give up just 75K. Like, we gave up a lot more. I don't know. It's just, you're getting something. I don't know. I think people just like being mad. And I think that's, like, I know we 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 talk about it sometimes, Sam. Like, there's there's some people that, like, nothing, nothing this front office does is ever going to be good enough or anything that they do, like they want to find out what a way to say it's wrong or say that they're like, Oh, how dare we do this? This is just another example of how terrible this ownership is like, and that's stupid. This isn't little league. Why would Minnesota let a player's rights go that they, they have the rights for. Right. Well, could you imagine if they would have let them go, how people would, people would have said, you're just going to give them, give them up for nothing. People have been hazy. (laughs) Just let him walk away. Nothing. (laughs) Now, I think a lot of, like, I get the frustration from the national fan base, right? The the people that follow the U.S. men's national team and have been following Caden Clark as a prospect. I, I get that. The Minnesota United fans that are frustrated, I assume it stems from the frustration over really not having much of an academy. Right. It's been very apparent in the past several months with Minnesota United completely restructuring their academy to more or less be the bare minimum that Minnesota United is not prioritizing the academy. When Emmanuel Reynoso was signed, people immediately were like, that salary, you could have ran the academy for five years. Well, Minnesota United prioritized Emmanuel Reynoso. And I don't know if that's going to work out for for Minnesota United, I think if five years from now, Emmanuel Reynoso is considered one of the, probably the best player in Minnesota United's history, then then I think that's pretty good. But if five years from now, if there is just a complete lack of young talent and the the team seems to be going nowhere, I'm guessing we have a completely new front office, don't we? Right, for sure. And I think that I don't know, like, like a lot of what's driving now is the, the idea that they can win now. Right. And like, we're trying to, we're trying to develop uh, just a winning machine. And I don't know, like, I mean, I I guess like, yes, it would be awesome for us to one day be like, yeah, it's so cool to have these Academy players. We see the success of Academy players in Houston, or is it, is it Dallas? Dallas. Those are the two, right? It's Dallas. Dallas. And actually New York Red Bulls is up there too. Right. As being like these, you know, like, look at what they're doing and development wise. But I just don't know if that's our model right now. And obviously, like, that should be a part of it. Like, you should be looking for ways to to start an academy and make an academy happen. Yeah. Hopefully, figure something out soon. But you, you bring up a really good point about, like, the model of how teams are run. And I was just kind of curious. And I, I didn't put this in our show notes. But 
I was looking up the mission statements of various clubs in, in the league. And actually, Minnesota United didn't really have a clear mission statement. They used the word mission a few times throughout the website, basically saying, you know, for example, there's a segment where they explained the name United, right? It was the club's mission to bring together a wide range of fans from across interests, ethnicities, and backgrounds. It represents the club's goal to bring together both the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul behind one team. So like Minnesota United throughout their website hardly mentions anything about youth development. They bring up community a lot. They bring up representing Minnesota a lot. They bring up wanting to bring the world game to Minnesota and wanting to give uh, the community access to high quality soccer. Never once does Minnesota United really talk about the academy. And you compare that to say, the mission statement of Minneapolis City, let me just read you this one verbatim. Quote, we exist to provide local players and coaches a high-profile, high-performance environment to elevate their game and get noticed, all while staying active with youth, clubs, and other organizations that get kids active and do good in our community. Everything this all-volunteer club does is to that end, including selling merchandise and tickets to fund the club. I don't know, like Minnesota United doesn't really focus on the academy. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. If they're using that money to bring in Emmanuel Reynoso and it works out, I have a hard time faulting them for it if they think that that's a better route to winning. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess is you know there is a great soccer community here, and I think that that's a big part of it, right? Like this belief that we have this fantastic soccer community here in Minnesota you know, if you've been up to Blaine, you see just the, the you know, what, the, what is it called? The National Sports Complex or whatever. Just fields as far as the eye can see. The Schwann's Cup. I see students in my classes all the time with the bags, and that's a thing, right? So, if I mean, soccer is big in Minnesota. I think it's a, it's a bigger sport than people think it is at the youth level. And, yeah, I mean, it would be great to see them get something going, but it, are there already great things in place you know is there already kind of a built-in kind of academy system through all the different soccer organizations we have right the club soccer is huge here right like they're doing good stuff they're they're building kids up i don't know i don't know how long we have to talk about this but (laughs) yeah it's just i think we'll find i guess just to close off i i'll emphasize this again that i think in a few years we will know whether this move by Minnesota United was positive or not. Well, I mean, good for him. Good for good for Caden that he got this to happen because he scored a goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> with all this, shoot, we should have said this right at the start. Like, I'm psyched for Caden. I'm psyched for Caden. I hope he moves on to Europe. I hope he's a mainstay for the U.S. men's national team. His dad liked one of James's tweets. That was cool. Um <laughs> So, like, we're we're totally excited and supportive of Caden. We wish he was a loon, but since he's not, best of luck to him. But yeah, let's let's move on. And I guess the final segment of the Big CF, Justin, is just that we're not playing tonight because two of our members tested positive. <laughs> do we know yet? Do we know names or no? Doesn't we don't. Matter, I guess two players. <sighs> Two first team players. We, I mean, we only have a first team, right? Like we were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so two first team players, 
Colorado Rapids, we talked about in the previous episode, they were the first team to have to postpone games because of COVID since the tournament. Colorado Rapids still has not returned to play, and they've now had four consecutive games postponed. Hopefully, Minnesota United doesn't miss that many games because, shoot, making those up is going to suck. So they're supposed to play on Wednesday, Sam. They have a game against Chicago on Wednesday. Does that happen? I think in all likelihood it does not. And then like Sunday next week. So maybe maybe the Houston game happens next Sunday. Yeah. What I don't get is Jan Gregish when he went to Europe, right? And he's leaving our big CF and going to Europe. And he was able to play like almost immediately. Like they they probably tested the bejesus out of him and mm-hmm. then just threw him on the field. And I don't know, like, can't we do that with whoever we have left and get them out on the field. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that the thing that they have to figure out is like how far this thing is spread, right? Like that's what, that's what happens. Right. So it's like, we have two guys that are testing positive currently, and then you have to, you have to monitor the other people, right? Like, cause yeah, there's two of them are positive now, but that doesn't mean it's only going to end up being two people that catch it, you know, like, right. There are people that could have it that just aren't positive. Right. Like they're like, they have it in their system, but it hasn't, it hasn't gotten to the point where it's, noticeable yeah what happened with colorado is that it was an additional person tested positive after the first uh the first run of positive tests columbus crew also in this mess a little bit they have at least two staff members who tested positive uh so they were supposed to be playing against orlando tonight sunday night but that is not happening i don't know what more to say other than i hope that everyone that has tested positive is doing all right and that their families are doing all right. And I hope that everything is back to normal for them soon. And then after all of that, you know, and uh, a significantly lower priority for me is that I hope we don't miss too many games because that's going to suck making those up. Yeah. Unless they get canceled. I don't know. That might be sweet, but. And for a team that's hurting with injuries. (laughs) Oh man, we do not we do not need to have a lot of games in a row, you know, with with short rests. So, boy. Well, like what about this best-case scenario, right? Is that Minnesota United is off the field for a couple of weeks. Those games are unable to be made up, so they just cancel them and they go by average points scored or whatever. And then Jan Gregish comes back, so we don't really miss him and any any injured players slowly return. And we're just ready to go full throttle for the playoffs. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the spirit, Sam. Let's weld that into existence. <laughs> and maybe they could base the average point scored based off of current form. So they could take, I don't know, like the past two games and just take the <laughs> average point scored between those two games and just string them out the rest of the season. There you go. Let that determine the standings at the end of the year going into the playoffs. I'm in support of that. <laughs> yeah how do you, so how i guess i haven't asked you this and this is off script how do you how do you feel about your favorite football team having such an early buy like what happens if they get like what happens if they now have an issue with covid and like they've already had their buy that's gonna suck yeah and with all the teams right like so fantasy football this week if you play and i try to play it's 
it's been difficult ever since I entered fatherhood, but fantasy football, that world is in a hizzy, right? Like <laughs> for sure. There were four. I got, I got a guy like, yeah, are, are the, are the Titans going to play this week? I got Derrick Henry, man. Right. <laughs> Bronco Patriots, Titans, uh, whoever the yeah. Titans were going to play. All those teams are just frustrating fantasy football players. And then you have teams that were scheduled on, on a bye week like the Packers. Yeah. I, I don't know. That almost seems like poor planning on the NFL's part because they should have made the schedule assuming that there were going to be, you know, like why not have like a, a bye week, a NFL wide bye week in preparation for stuff like this. Right. But I guess like a team could, man, what's going to happen if a team loses two games though. Right. Because it seems like they're kind of cobbling things together right now for these teams that are that it's one game. Like they're like hoping that they can just push it back a couple days, right? And in some case, cases, it's you lose your bye week. But what if bye weeks don't match up? You know, like there's all gonna there's gonna be all sorts of movement around. Yeah. Just if you, but if you would have had like a week, you know, just a week that you knew this is gonna be our makeup week. But I guess that push, pushes the Super Bowl Super Bowl back a week or something like that. So I don't which know. so. But then, like, I mean, think about your team, right? Like, they're going to play games. You, you want to see, like, an NFC Championship game when it's, when it's like, negative 20 out? I mean, like, I've, I don't seen, know I've seen a handful of those in my lifetime. But does the NFL want that? I don't think so. Well, it's not like fans are allowed in the stands anyway. That's true. But it's just not as good, right? They, they like the high octane right now. I don't know. Maybe well, they, no, maybe- I mean... It's not like fans are allowed in the stands anyway. So, like, once we get to the playoffs, just bring all the teams down to Orlando. Sure. Like, I could see that. I could see them doing some sort of, or it would probably be like they'd go to like Jerry World or something, right? Because I mean, Dallas isn't going to be in the playoffs, right? <laughs> Sorry, this is not a this is not a football podcast. My apologies, listeners. We're, we're rambling on. My team is losing right now as we speak. I don't know. I guess I don't know the score, but it's not seven thirty yet. Oh, I thought it started seven twenty. Oh, never mind. Uh, Michelle, Michelle in the background yelled at me that it's on. But okay. Well, <laughs> with that said, next episode probably going to be next next weekend. Yeah, if we know more info, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll have enough to do an episode on. I don't know if we'll review a game or if we'll preview a game or if we'll just have the big CF part two. Oh man. So anyway. Thank you, listeners, for taking part in our big club day football. Yeah. Quarantine on loons. <laughs> Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Pod Loons. Pod on you loons. Pod on you loons. <laughs> oh, boy.